welcome back to Ace and Swish Podcast, where we discuss all things sports and debate. I'm Ace. And I'm Swish. And today, we'll be focusing on several topics. First, we'll discuss our opinions on Tom Brady's retirement. Brady retired Wednesday for good. And this retirement announcement, ironically, comes one year after the first. Tom Brady is probably the GOAT, yada, 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 but we won't focus on these things. Instead, we'll focus on what the Buccaneers will do to sign a quarterback and which direction they should go in. Take it away, Swish. Well, the Brady retirement gave the Bucks a lot of cap relief. There's still over $30 million over the cap thanks to a very aging, expensive roster and plenty of unrestricted free agents on their hands. But they'll have some extra flexibility to get a new quarterback, nonetheless. Honestly, it's time to tear it down, if I'm the Bucks. Their players are too old to commit to winning a title, and there's no truly elite quarterback they can sign to expect to win the Super Bowl. The Brady era was nice for the most part. They won a title, yay! But they can't commit to this roster, and there should be plenty of turnover next season. They have a 19th pick in the draft, so it's not like they'll be able to select a year-one ready franchise quarterback. So they're probably going to need what's called the bridge quarterback, someone signed for one year to carry the helm, match with the young guys. I like Jacoby Brissett, who started 11 games in the midst of Deshaun Watkins' absence. He played solid football with the Browns, throwing for 2,600 yards. Guys like him are solid one-year rentals that just stick around in the league. The Buccaneers are done. They won't have the cap flexibility to sign any premier quarterback like Derek Carr or Jimmy G. What they need to do is trust the quarterback behind Tom Brady, Mr. Kyle Traskman. He was an early third round pick, if I'm not mistaken, a couple of years ago. So he's worth betting on. I like that pick, Ace. Trask played for Florida, if I can remember correctly, was a Heisman candidate. There's definitely familiarity between him and the state. And spending two years with Tom Brady is obviously a big boost. So yeah, we're both in agreement here, Swift. Exactly. The Bucks should 100% tear down their core. Now the question is about the coaching staff. Todd Bowles, the head coach, could definitely be on the hot seat coming into the year. And they're going to have to hire a new offensive coordinator. This is why the Buccaneers are really going to have to commit to a direction. And Bowles has to win enough football games to keep his job. That's the reason that why I think they need a bridge quarterback. You can't necessarily trust guys like Trash. <laughs> Shoot, I mean Trask and late first run draftees to step into Tampa Bay and immediately win football games without plenty of trial and error. So yes, just a team veteran who can step into an offense and can elevate young teammates is the key. Fair enough. Now let's make our picks for where the top quarterbacks will land around the league. The quarterback carousel will be interesting to track. Let's start with Jimmy Garoppolo. Where do you think he's going to land? I think Garoppolo's going to Vegas. If he wants to contend for a title, have the same level of playmakers he had in San Francisco, and have familiarity with the coach, Las Vegas is the place. They have a top wide on Devontae Adams, a top tight end in Darren Waller, and a top rusher in Josh Jacobs, and Jimmy G has also played head coach Josh McDaniel's system before. This feels like a no-brainer to me. Fair enough. I also think Garoppolo could be a bridge QB with teams like the Texans, Colts, etc., etc. I think the Ravens are going to 
franchise tag Lamar Jackson. It seems like they aren't going to reach a contract agreement at all, as Jackson wasn't even present for the Ravens' playoff loss, and the relationship has been dysfunctional between him and the team. There could be a dramatic saga happening in Baltimore. I think Daniel Jones is going to be resigned in New York. Jones is comfortable with head coach Brian Dayball. Threw a lot last season, especially protecting the ball. And both sides went back. It makes a ton of sense. And the Giants will continue looking to improve. I think this depends on the amount of money that Jones gets in free agency. Are the Giants really going to pay up for a guy that may be lured by several suitors in free agency? Fair point, but I don't think that Jones is going to mess with the system and a coach that's perfect for him. He's playing the best football of his career and would be outlandish to make a decision that turns his value into a liability. And also, Geno Smith resigns with the Seahawks. The latter move makes a ton of sense. Similar to your reasoning with Jones, Derek Carr will sign with the Saints, while the Jets are busy chasing Aaron Rodgers and getting no quarterback upgrade whatsoever. Carr decides to go to the team that has the coach that drafted him and a decent track record. Saints fans want an upgrade at quarterback. Better than Andy Dalton any. If you think about it, though, the Jets have some money to pay up to Carr if they weren't so busy chasing Aaron Rodgers. The reason they hired Nathaniel Hackett, who was just ousted after a thoroughly disappointing tenure with the Jets. Yeah, the reason the head coaching gig didn't work out for Hackett was because he just didn't drop a follow on the podcast. Yep, it's so depressing. But anyways, the reason the Jets hired Hackett was because Rodgers, I think, had a connection with him, and now they're getting really, really desperate to try to find a quarterback to replace Zach Wilson or Mike White. Carr also has a lot of experience in Hackett's West Coast system, and the Jets have one of the best defenses in the league, so you don't necessarily need an elite QB, a legendary quarterback like Aaron Rodgers at the helm to win football games. Plus, they have a ton of young playmakers, Car can work with. The Jets have a lot of potential. They have some money now. And they shouldn't screw it up by trying to get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, but, I mean, there's a regress. They make bad decisions with the direction of the roster. I just have a hunch Aaron Rodgers could become available and the Jets line an offer up for him. While Rodgers probably doesn't have any interest in playing for them. Sadly, I just have to say fair enough because they're the regrets. If the Saints don't get Carr, then they're probably going to have to pivot to a rebuild. Right. Jacoby Brissett signs with the Bucks, and Anthony Richardson is drafted with the 19th pick in the draft. Brissett mentors Richardson in Tampa Bay, as I alluded to in the previous topic. Hmm. What if the Bucks don't want to necessarily rebuild for a year because of Bull's lack of job security and find a way to sign Carr or even Jimmy G? Then they could retain their veterans and Richardson could learn a year in the system before he takes the starting quarterback. That's fair enough, but I just don't think the Bucks are going to win a Super Bowl with the roster they have now. Texans select C.J. Stroud, Rice Young slips to the Colts, 
with the fourth pick because of his well-documented size concerns, both QBs start in year one. Stewart's free agency decision to join the New York Liberty. Stewart, one of the best players in the WNBA, decides to leave the Seattle Storm to join the Liberty, who are forming a bit of a super team with Jonquel Jones, Stewart, and Phenom Sabrina Unescu. It looks like with Candace Parker joining the Las Vegas Aces, this will be a battle of two super teams for the WNBA title this season. And the decision of legendary passing point guard Corey Vandersloot will play a part in this as well. She's been linked to the Liberty. Stewart Jones and Unescu, along with Benajah Laney, will need to scale back their usage and make adjustments to each other's skill sets. Stewart was clearly the best player in Seattle last season. Jones was the MVP with Connecticut. And Unescu has never had teammates as skilled as Jones and Stewart. Sloot could help if she does sign with the Liberty, given her ability to run an offense and distribute several players. But we'll see. It's looking like there will be two powers in the WNBA. One in the reigning champion, Las Vegas Aces, and another in the New York Liberty. I still prefer the Aces, of course, as I think the Liberty are going to need more adjusting to truly become a super team. The Aces have shown that they can coexist with Plum, Wilson, and Young, and Candace Parker, a selfless veteran, will only add to the chemistry. Anyways, Moving on, no loss, I mean Novak Djokovic, on the Australian Open. After struggling with a vaccination requirement and not being able to win a tennis championship last year, Djokovic returned to his winning ways by tying Rafael Nadal for the most Grand Slam titles of all time. With Rafa showing signs of injury and age, some will argue that Djokovic is the front runner to be the men's tennis GOAT. But I disagree. Rafa is still the GOAT. Alright, let's wrap up this podcast. Catch us next week where we'll discuss our Super Bowl predictions between the Eagles and the Chiefs. Make sure to drop a follow or else. Thank you for listening.